20-somethings who are either married or in committed relationships who say their unions are more secure and more honest because they don't believe in monogamy. I just took off my clothes and I had to do it. Talking about swinging, or as it's known now, living in the lifestyle. We're going to have to give you some phenomenal. Technically, an orgy requires a minimum of six participants. Look how my three way. This is a new generation of swingers. Waves of it coming at you on Friday, Saturday, by Sunday, your nuts gonna be drained. Hi everyone, welcome to Swinging Around, the sex positive podcast about swinging and sex. I'm Danny. I'm Heidi. And this is episode 49. <laughs> it doesn't quite have the same ring to it as 69. <laughs> no. I'm thinking about what would a 49 look like? Half a, like, like, yeah, you can't even make a 49. I Maybe if you have multiple people in the shape of a four. I'm <laughs> you trying to work this out in my there. head, but it doesn't Probably, work out well. Yeah. So what are we going to talk about? Ah, you're supposed to, <laughs> you start, lifestyle chat. Well, I had found, I've seen this before, but I wanted to finally discuss it on the podcast. Um, I've seen, so it's the idea of a black ring on the right hand to identify yourself as a swinger. I saw this, it popped up on my, on the Twitter, on a, my Twitter feed or the swinging around Twitter feed actually, mm-hmm. um, posted and I've seen it before. Just as a way to, and we've talked about various signs of mm-hmm. how do you identify a, a pineapple. I think, like, I think that somebody had wrote in and said that leaving the garage door open. Um, <laughs> yeah, we had a whole episode. Well, not the whole episode, but we had a segment in one of our early, early episodes. Leaving the where garage we door open, that. that just seems way too ambiguous. Yeah, um, I mean, then we might occasionally <laughs> be swingers by accident. Like, <laughs> well, we if are. a hot sexy couple came over, <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Um, but the black ring for. On the right hand for swingers is something that I've seen before. Is it and a specific finger, like a thumb I ring, assume, or like a mar- like on your? On I'm not ring entirely finger? sure. I assume the ring finger. Uh, so those. Are so the... it's like black. Like is it like like tungsten metal? It's colored black, like a dark or like stainless steel black. Like I would assume probably whatever the darkest ring you could get mm-hmm. that's black. Those of you who might be familiar with this, write in and let us know, or send us a voicemail. Let us know about um, if you are familiar, or if you do wear a black or a black ring in the right hand. Which finger and how dark of a color or how, like, yeah, just just the logistics involved. And to do so, you can reach us at swingingaround at gmail.com or you can leave us a voicemail at 415-7-SWING-7 if you want to be a part of the show. So regardless of the um, the actual logistics of which finger and whatnot, like, yeah. let's say we figure those out and our listener writes in and lets us know or we do a little bit more research and figure that out would you want to wear one what's your idea on it would you like would see for me before you answer that i guess i would say i wouldn't you're be a tease ab- you ask me a question and don't let me respond what the hell <laughs> i wouldn't be opposed to wearing one i guess i mean i guess i'd have to see what it looked like but on the flip side i would be very cautious in terms of approaching somebody approaching mm-hmm. a couple it would be kind of like you're a little secret, like, haha, I'm wearing this ring, and this is what it means, yeah. but most people don't know that's well, what it means. But, but I, th- I think part of it, too, is that you wear it, I think part of the idea is to wear it to alert other swingers who might be out. Yeah, and I would so, be so leery in, of that. In vanilla locations, and you know, and you see it, and then it opens up, it creates that door of opportunity to... Yeah, to go over there a, and flirt. Strike up a conversation. Be, I mean, not, not even flirt right up, but, I mean, could flirt, obviously, but strike mm-hmm. up 
just in general struck up a conversation and yeah but i would be nervous that they're not swingers i mean we've always talked about that it'd yeah be i guess to pick that's up the a, thing though a is vanilla if, couple if anyways, they're strangers but... and you're not with anybody you know who cares if they're not swingers you well, go true. over there you strike up a conversation and you'd get a real feel for it pretty quickly either they're swingers and they're not attracted to you and so you know they kind of give you the brush off or they're not swingers and they don't want to talk to you because they're like why are these strangers randomly talking to us yeah. but i mean i don't know i i think it's a low risk scenario to see somebody with the black ring and then choose to go talk to them so what are your thoughts though would you wear one would you approach people if who you saw wearing one what do you think um i'm unlikely to wear one just because i have enough jewelry and i i already have a a right hand ring that i like to wear in addition to my wedding ring and i don't even wear those all that often because i take them off when i work out and i forget so um for that reason i'd, I'd be unlikely to wear it so i so i guess okay taking you out of the equation what do you think of the idea in general do you think it's a interesting idea for a couple there because there's a couple of ways to approach it either it's something it's it, interesting but i don't think it would be all that useful because there's a lot of other types of signals out there that are jewelry related that may or may not be true that i don't think are really widely publicized so i i don't think that it's wearing one even if it was commonly known in the swinger realm or we thought it was i still don't think it would be like a successful signaling mechanism what about going back to your comment earlier about maybe you just wear it maybe it's you uh you and your spouse wear it to just as a little secret or like like look at us like like this we know what this actually means and so just kind of uh that's kind of interesting as as just a like this kind of a, this the, has a secret meaning for our community but you, nobody else knows what it exactly. is exactly like that in and of itself is interesting and intriguing i'm more likely to get a tattoo than to wear the ring though just kind of like we have a swing lifestyle i think i don't remember one of the hotel parties we were at one time mm-hmm. they had swing lifestyle um stickers that have the little people they're actually tattooed they're sick on their skin tattoos oh, is actually it? Is okay they are. yeah and well, I, I turned it into a magnet yeah you you turned it into you turn it into a magnet that we keep in our our basement fridge or that we keep on our basement fridge just as a magnet that's on that mm-hmm. fridge and people or families always like go in that fridge they probably don't even give yeah. two thoughts about the magnet that's on there but it's a swinger magnet and yeah and so that's always i always think that's a yeah that, that cool. thought I would kind of be that thought would be kind of sexy to me but i'm still i don't know i i think i'd find it sexy on you but not on me i guess so if you wanted to wear it i'd, I'd support it but yeah. only if you were also wearing your wedding ring. <laughs> yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting. Like not, you, not, not having anything to do with, not that I wouldn't want you to like signal that you're married. It has, it's just the fact that like if you're wearing a ring, I'd want the wedding ring to come first. Well, because it's kind of, yes. And yeah, yeah, I see that. If you're going to wear a ring at all, wear the wedding ring, mm-hmm. which just like you had mentioned, I often am without it just due to working out or whatever. Doing pull-ups with a... With a wedding ring, just mm-hmm. with we're rings on in general, it always tears up your hands. Well, so I always take my wedding rings off when I'm working out. My then... fingers swell, like just from the blood flow. My fingers get a little big, and my ring is—it's not super tight, but it's not super loose fitting, and so it gets a little uncomfortable when I work out. So yeah. I take it off and forget to put it back on. So that's the only lifestyle chat topic that I had. What do you? What do you got for this episode? So I think I've mentioned this before in a, in a previous podcast, but the responses to the erotic story in episode 44 have been overwhelmingly positive all the male listeners out there seem to love it and you still haven't listened to it which i think is crazy and we've actually had a few listeners call you out on the fact that you haven't listened to it yet because it seems as though that maybe i have listened to it by now maybe you have i don't know have you no 
<laughs> that episode has triggered some of our listeners to fuck, which is hot from my perspective. And it's the very reason, hot. The, the reason I'm bringing this I, up is... I definitely is... need to listen to it, but it's always weird to me. When am I going to listen to it? I mean... I mean, I could sit down after after Have you and the baby jack off after you and the baby go to, to bed. It. Yeah, like what am I? I listen to all my other podcasts driving home from work. Well, like I don't really don't want... do it. Don't listen to it while you're driving home. Like take one from our listeners and listen to it when you want to be in a sexy mood. That's true. And you've told me before that you're. I, mean, I guess I, I mean, you're not necessarily the kind of guy who wants a five minute jack off session. Sometimes you go for a twenty or a thirty minute jack off session. So. I like to please myself. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I guess I could listen to it on the way home. So a jack-off session is probably the best scenario, but I also could listen to it on the way home because mm-hmm. what's wrong with revving myself up? You just might up? come home with a job. Yeah, what's wrong with rev- revving myself up while driving, I guess. So Just keep, just don't jack off while driving. Keep, keep going while you were talking. So, so anyway, I want to record another episode at some point like that. And so if there's any listeners out there who have erotic fiction that they'd want to submit for me. It doesn't even have to be fiction. It could be erotic truth that you'd want to submit for me to potentially read on the air. Or if you've got uh, some recommendations for anywhere that I might be able to come across some short stories, something that I could read uh, in a half an hour, 45 minutes. So that's typically around 5,000 to 9,000 words. Anything you've got out there, uh, send it our way. You can just send me an email. Send us an email at swingingaround at gmail.com and let us know. Yeah, and you can let us know if you want to be credited or if you don't want to be credited, if you don't want mm-hmm. if you just want it to be an anonymous story. Yep, and if us... it's true, I think it's more likely to uh, turn people on. <laughs> so lie! <laughs> Tell us about your sex plates. So let's move on to the main topic. and So we're, we, we've hit our two years of podcasting, Mark. Not quite. Well, I guess in time. In time, in, yeah. In term, episode 42 will be technically our two-year... 52. Or, yeah, fi- what, what did I say? 42. Oh, yeah. E- episode 52 will be our the podcasting... Well, because we've missed a few weeks here and there, in terms of total time, mid-October is when we initially... Our first episode came out, and so here we are two years later. And I wanted to just think about... We've been swinging for, for five years now, podcasting about it for two, and I wanted to reflect... And suggest that our listeners reflect on how has swinging actually changed your viewpoint on life in general. So a few different things. Um, I went back and I listened to our first episode to see, and our first episode is titled "What Is Swinging." So I wanted to see what is our what was our perspective on swinging two years ago, and has that changed? And to be honest with you, I don't think our perspective on swinging has changed and how we would define swinging. I don't think we've had any any enlightening experiences with respect to like the swinging world, but we have moved to full swap. Yeah, that's like that's the major difference is that we weren't full swap at the time and we are now. But no, I think which is good because I didn't go back and listen to episode one, mm-hmm. and the way these things we we recorded a conversation two years ago, and it's like well. You know, it wouldn't have surprised me if it, if our views were the same, but it wouldn't have surprised me if some things were different, just because mm-hmm. you evolve as a person over a couple of years. But it is, it is, it's it's kind of nice to know that our that we kind of had our viewpoint nailed down then, and we yeah, I mean, we um, have we, been consistent with it. We describe swinging as or swingers as people who are sex positive and who like to be in and around sex sexual si- situations, whether or not they're actually having sex be, with other were people. Were you going to say sexual 69? <laughs> Maybe. So it sounded like, actually. It sounded... It, it, yeah, I was having a bit of a tongue-twisting <laughs> problem there. So I don't think that's changed, but I wanted to talk to you about, we've gone full swap in the last year. How has your 
perception of people who full swap changed because we used to not do it and now we do. Did you have any presuppositions about what full swap was and why why or why not people did or didn't do it? No. No, I don't think it changed. I don't think going full swap has changed my perception on full swap individuals. What it has done, which I think individuals outside of sex positive communities would view this. I think the general public would view this as a bad thing potentially, but I think what it's does, what what it's done is it's, it's uh, made me realize that sex in and of itself isn't the actual act of intercourse isn't as big of a deal as you make it out to be. Well, it doesn't because have to be, it, I it guess. Have, it well, can be. That's what I'm saying. Like, like the actual act isn't, and then you place meaning or or not me or or less value depending on the situation. So, sex with you is very different with sex with other with other individuals, and and I think that was the big thing is worrying and this is a concern for a lot of people mm-hmm. that worrying that you're going to lose something in your own relationship if you open it up you're going to you're going to make your relationship less special sex between the be, between each other will be less special and i've completely found that to be not the case and i'm i'm happy about that and i am i'm i'm glad because just like anything, when you're taking the plunge, you don't know exactly. Like, like, like we kind of progressed. Oh, I love to take the plunge. We kind of progressed to the point where we thought, okay, well, we would like to explore this. But until you actually do it, you don't know exactly how it's going to affect your relationship. And yeah. you, you hope and you're willing to take the risk. And, and you talk about and it learn. and you lay out and, your rules. But until the, you do it. The thing you learned about, the thing that, you know, the the, the journey of swinging has taught us is that one experience doesn't change everything one experience so even if even if um it can if eh, you don't talk about it though. if you don't talk about it but the the experience of full swapping if it had if it had turned out that we full swapped and things did not go well neither like we just didn't process it very well either one mm-hmm. of us like, yeah, then, if we were uncomfortable we during to, the act, then we don't for have to do reason. it again. I don't think like, and I it do- doesn't mean that you and I have to break up. It doesn't mean yeah, that we d- have to go our separate ways, or we have to get a divorce, or we have to well, it write off all other swinging type activities. E- exactly. You just okay, that didn't work, and we're gonna or that wasn't for us, and we're mm-hmm. and, and I think many couples actually do encounter that. Or, yeah. And and you sort of reach that. Like that's why. That's why it's not uncommon. There are those couples out there who will jump right in to doing everything. Mm-hmm. And and, and, it's and, fine. and it'll work. But then there's, I think it's much more common, or at least anecdotally, like it's worked for us and what we, when we encounter people, it's very often the case where you, where you progress and you work your way up. You start off, maybe you, you start off same room and if not same room, you start off soft swap and progress mm-hmm. up. Yeah. And that's the typical, the typical story you'll hear. And that'll that'll work for i I lost my train of thought but but i just learned that like i learned for certain because you have ideas beforehand but Mm -hmm. i I, I learned for certain that full swapping does not change my relationship with you and sex with other individuals does not change my relationship with you and it doesn't devalue it in any way yeah and so when we first decided to go into the lifestyle we first started talking about it we had a conversation, and I remember this conversation to this day. We had it in our basement. 
and it was quite lengthy over on and off over the course of several hours talking about why we didn't want to go full swap and we were both on the same page it wasn't really an argument it was most definitely a conversation but we were trying to figure out why neither one of us was comfortable with full swap at the time and ultimately what we came down to was that sex between us was special and that we thought having sex with other people would would somehow devalue the intimacy that you and I had. And Mm -hmm. we spent a lot of that conversation actually defining intimacy. And I don't remember what we what we agreed upon was our definition of love or our definition of intimacy. But I remember that was a big part of the conversation. And at the time, my head could not compute how um, full swap worked. I just couldn't understand how people did it. I didn't look down on them for doing it. I realized, like, for the for the couples who full swapped, it worked for them. But my brain just couldn't fathom how that was possible without having problems in your relationship. And that was, like, early, 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 before I think we were even soft swapping. But then as we progressed, and as you said, and we started doing things and trying things, it made me realize, you're right, one, one situation does not a marriage break. Mm-hmm. When, when, you know, when we're both agreeing to that situation, I'm not referring to it cheating oh, and other yeah, things yeah. but uh, you know one one swinging situation does not a marriage break and and that's good because then you can experiment and try things and as long as you're having those conversations like like we do then you can be okay mm-hmm. so it what my perspective for full swap at least how it's changed is i understand it now when i didn't before and i couldn't really connect the dots before but through time and through experience i understand it now mm-hmm. and i understand how yes it is possible and it is a lot of fun and and i understand why couples do it and how they do it successfully when when we first got into things i just couldn't i didn't see how it would work and i was pretty sure it wouldn't work for us at least not in the short term and in the short term we chose not to do it but eventually we got there mm-hmm. and not every couple will but so that's how my perspective on on Full swapping changed with swinging. But I also want to think of how has swinging just impacted our lives in general? Because it, it does. Like, even though it's a sexual thing, it impacts you as a person and how you look at life in general. So my question to you, and, and I haven't given him any time to think about these, so um, is how has swinging changed you as a person, not just sexually, but holistically? I think in general, and it's... Part of our mantra here on the, on the podcast, we, I say it every time we open up the podcast, is, is being sex positive. I think being in the swinging community and being around a lot of sex positive individuals makes me be more of a sex positive person. Because it, it isn't really until like you progress in your own sex, sexual sexual positive journey i guess it's Mm -hmm. not it's not not a very elegant way to to say it but what like you realize like just how sex negative there's a lot of aspects of the world are um where a lot of views on i mean just just anything like every reception to anything that's reception especially in the united states well i think that subway commercial that we discussed in the previous episode is a perfect example of that like it's slightly sexual in nature and the reception towards it was not good yeah the there's still so many taboos and 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 there's still so many like male anal play yeah huge taboo that's a huge taboo and and it's there's still that huge se- there's still the mainstream sex 
negative perception that mm-hmm. oh males can't play with can't play with their backside or they can't have backside play because that means that means they're gay that means they're gay and there's a we hear it on the radio all the time that there's all there's a double standard that girls can play with other girls yeah. and and guys like like guys if you have any sort of inclination to have anal play well then you're just definitely gay yep. and that and... You, you can't look or be attracted to other member mem- other people if you're married like if you think about the sitcom tropes you know but... the, the guy who notices the sexy woman walking across the restaurant and the wife gets all pissy but you take a lot of that sex negativity for granted and in it all it's in, it becomes ingrained in in, culture. in, in almost it's everybody because it's part of the culture and um you know, saying saying at work. I mean, not that I think things should go this far, but like it's well, work's a, not the best scenario. But like just talking amongst friends or whatever, like talking about sex is fine. But even you as a woman, if you're like, well, we were having anal sex last night, like, <laughs> like that would like I wouldn't dream of it. Like, I stuff... don't even talk about masturbation with ninety nine percent of my female friends. Well, yeah, that's I've got one the... or two that I, we could talk about it, but even then, it's not. But they're still they're just just how pervasive sex neg- negativity is and just all the or sex neutrality too yeah i would say probably I, w- I lean there's so many like just like just like just like yesterday or i was listening to a local morning show on the radio mm-hmm. and they were which i like and they're funny but they they and they like promote themselves as like being like a raunchy like like mm-hmm. dirty show but they are so sex negative it's not even funny i still listen to the show i'm not going to call them out but if you there's only so many metro detroit radio shows <laughs> but they had a um a listener write in or call it i think they wrote in and say that they were only in the relationship they, they'd only been married for six months and that it was the husband who was who was um writing in that they'd only been married for six months and they were um starting to play and do they would go on chat roulette and mm-hmm. have sex on the webcam and flip through and so that people could watch them on the webcam and the guy was concerned that they were like progressing a little bit too quickly and that the whole segment of the show was just discussing that well if you're married you shouldn't need to do that yeah kind if, of thing. If, if you're That's... only six months in you shouldn't need to do that like what's wrong with the relationship well i was nothing just, is wrong with i was just thinking like what's like maybe they're just sexually adventurous and they mm-hmm. and 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 of course and they the, get a thrill out of it the the pervasive thought was well if, if you start off like if it's only six months in and you need to do that this yeah. well then where's that going to progress then eventually you're going to well, end up end up cheating there's a, there's or... a few different problems like like may, like maybe you don't need to but you want to and mm-hmm. you want to explore and and do new things and and progression's not necessarily a bad thing if they did progress into swinging. Like, good but, for them. But but yeah, so I would say another way it's just impacted my life in general is just I've I've grown as more of a sex positive person mm-hmm. for sure. And try like that's an and 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 as I've said already, you you realize just how sex negative the the general culture is. Yeah. When you become a little bit more sexually aware, so mm-hmm. what would what would you say? So I agree with everything you said, and so I'm not going to rehash the becoming more sex positive. Is both you and I were both sex positive to begin with, but I agree that we're both more sex positive and more aware of the sex negativity. Oh, but, part of the sorry to interrupt. I just want to before I forget this thought. Like part of it too is part of what's really interesting, and I almost couldn't understand this when when we first. Like a few, like a couple of years ago, we um, 
we what is it oh now i'm like forgetting but like kendra holiday she like celebrates like quote unquote like being a slut like she yeah. like she like took back the term slut and like mm-hmm. before before like like now i tr- understand what that means but like before like becoming a little bit more sex positive you'd think like well who wants to like, be a slut there's no positivity in the word slut but that's not actually the case and so yeah owning so, it I, I just sorry I'm not gonna expand on that but mm-hmm. I just wanted to that popped in my head and I wanted to talk about it yeah or mention it that's okay so the other piece and especially doing this podcast has has done this but even without the podcast is that I've become more introspective and more in touch with uh, my own feelings especially around jealousy and what I like sexually and how to express that what I don't like and how I feel about you and how I love you so. Being in the swinging environment has forced me to evaluate why I might feel jealous or what might make me feel jealous and why and and how those things make me feel. Those are and I wouldn't have done that in if we weren't in the swinging community. I wouldn't have nothing would have pushed me to to think about those things and be introspective and understand myself more. So being being in swinging and, and having this podcast for sure, but even without the podcast has just made me more self aware. Actually, I would I would say that's the same for me as well. I um I've always done that. A little, I've, I've, I've I always, haven't. <laughs> I've always been a little bit more introspective than you, and all, trying to figure out like dig down to the base emotions or get down mm-hmm. further in the base because you mentioned jealousy well jealousy isn't jealousy is a reactive or a reaction emotion mm-hmm. based on something and there's so there's what is driving it like sometimes but the again the general public i would say will always stop at the well that makes me uncomfortable because it makes me feel jealous or, or right but, but then, they, then they won't ask five whys you know yeah, well, why does it make you feel jealous what out, kind of jealousy yeah exactly yeah. Like, like jealousy is not an emotion in and of it like self there's something like you're jealous because of something and you should figure and and it, and it, it's exactly we, we look and and, and yeah. we figure out what that is mm-hmm. so my next question for you is how has swinging changed our marriage well we or we, has it we've already talked about a lot of different things well obviously we haven't excuse me quote unquote open marriage um non-monogamous marriage i don't know if you consider it yeah open. Non-mono- it I mean, whatever, how you define however open. you want to define open i mean yeah i mean mm-hmm. if you define it open as if yeah i mean that's exactly the uh point of tristan Termino's opening up that there's mm-hmm. many different ways to quote unquote open your relationship right um but yeah we have a non-monogamous relationship and so i mean other than the outwardly obvious like well, we mm-hmm. we play, we have sexual play with other individuals. Right. But um, other than that, I mean, if you were to take that away, do you think our marriage is any different? I don't think it's that much different. I mean, all of it, all of this kind of builds on itself in terms of causing us to to talk more mm-hmm. um, and explore um, our feelings and to dig down in terms of exploring jealousy and, and these things that I think a lot of couples don't mm-hmm. discuss – but it's also it's also opened up although we've always been sexually adventurous and sexually open um but i i think it has led to us to explore a little bit more just within our own sex life not just with playing with others but i know for myself personally i probably like swinging's probably accelerated i mean maybe maybe i would have always gotten into trying anal play 
for myself. I but... think you would have, but I don't think you would have at the pace that you have. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. I think it's, it's accelerated. accelerated and that, I've learned yeah. that I really like it. I mm-hmm. mean, we have we're gonna do a a pegging episode where I discuss it. Or it where, is the where, year of the where, anal where we discuss it and <laughs> um and and so it's just doing different things, exploring, ex- pushing myself to try and explore new things sexually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that for us, it's given us another hobby for our marriage. But in having something to do and having a shared interest is a way of strengthening marriage. You can do that with other things that are not sexual too. But to me, it's it's an enhancement. But um, our marriage, I think, would be equally strong without the swinging. Well, so the other the other less deep and th- you know way that's we we get out and do a lot more dancing than we used to because I know which because I love because I love to dance after college. You know, once you get into the to the to you know what people might say is the real world or get get, get a job <laughs> or whatever the the going to clubs kind of falls well the once a you bit. move out of a college town yeah. too you know if we still at, lived at, in, at least for us i don't want to still lived in the college i don't want to generalize too much but yeah. for us after college you know we we did a lot of partying and and having fun in college then after college we we, we got married and we didn't in and that, we moved out of the we moved yeah. out of the location in where that, you could easily walk to a party but in that interval between getting into swinging and leaving the college scene and the party scene we didn't go out and go to take the effort to go to clubs or go mm-hmm. dancing now that's why we like hotel parties so much because we get out yeah. and do a lot of dancing and and um i think it keeps the youth going i'll agree with that for because sure because it connects I think... you back to things we used to do when we were younger and it, it makes me feel like well not even I mean, that... we're still young think but it pe- makes me feel people... like when we 10 years ago think about we the together. majority of couples because we're still a young couple in the lifestyle think about yeah. the couples who are 10 15 years older than us or even older than that yeah that, like i definitely think that there's that element of keeping yourself young and mm-hmm. keeping yourself and, and doing these activities that it's, it's kind of motivation to stay in better shape motivation to keep yourself healthy looking good yeah, yeah I, you, you I always want to look good for your spouse but i mean when you know it could impact your ability to play too what 45 now of course there's 45 year old couples who will go out and dance all the time at non-swinger clubs or whatever but mm-hmm. in general i think it's it's not uncommon you know you're 45 and you're in a yeah you're like you're, i don't want to go to the club the with weekends, the 20 year olds but, but in the swinging community you have 45 50 55 older going out 60, dancing 65, getting, on, yeah. getting on the dance floor grinding showing sexiness. showing off the 20 somethings yeah and so i agree that there is the 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 keeping youthful and and mm-hmm. i think you mentioned it too that there's there's the aspect of there's a external element to staying fit mm-hmm. um to staying fit and keeping yourself attractive and it's it's interesting because you know you're keeping yourself attractive because you want to make yourself attractive to other people mm-hmm. um so i i think that that's how i would say that you know that it's changed our marriage yeah anything you wanted to add no i mean i i think it's something that if we were to if we were to take it out of our marriage after you know these years something were to happen where we just had to stop swinging for one reason or another i think our marriage would be equally as strong although we'd have the the hobby that would be missing and i think Mm -hmm. we'd miss it but i i don't think that it's could make or break our marriage in any way Mm -hmm. but it's it i love having it available as a as a shared interest for sure Mm -hmm. so it it really is a hobby but it's a lifestyle hobby you know yeah so another 
introspective question that I've got for you is how has swinging changed your perspective on raising kids? Well, I don't, I think it goes back to my previous answer is wanting to be sex positive, like mm-hmm. wanting to raise a child in a sex positive environment. And, and that's, that's also something we're learning as we're going. I mean, we're, our, our son is still young and yeah. any future children we have. It's something not, that I hadn't thought about but before we I were want to, I want to raise a child in a sex positive home. And what I, what, how I would define that is I do not want to shy away from sexual topics and making them aware. Mm-hmm. And, but I also want to introduce that at times that are appropriate, Yep. but age appropriate information, age, age appropriate information, but I don't want to shy away from, from giving them the, the information that they need. I think, you know, there's the, the joke about, you know, when you're going to have the talk with your kids it shouldn't be just one talk. You should have mm-hmm. many, many sexual talks about yeah. as a child grows. And they grows, progressively change and I mean, based everything, on their information. Everything their from, knowledge. you know, discovering their penis when they're very little to... I'm already teaching our son his penis. Yeah, like, like the penis. Like, like, I'm like, te- like head, arms, shoulders, penis. I'm not telling him it's his pee-pee. I'm not telling him his thing. I'm being anatomically correct. It's his penis. And, like, so you're going to have... You should have many, many talks. And so I'm still going to learn as a parent, like... Like what that means, because I don't truly know like where all the milestones are, or, like when I should have to discuss certain things. It's but, gonna vary but by I kn- kid, but I know by, that I based want, on their maturity. I know that I want to um, do that, and I also know that I without a with I also although I felt this way before we mm-hmm. had um, kids is that there's those parents out there who would they um, whenever you do sexual education in in school, you mm-hmm. have to, your parents have to sign a waiver and. Some parents will not sign it, and so their kid has to leave the class or can't participate yeah. in sexual education. I completely don't understand understand that mentality. Yeah. Of if you can only be the I gateway to, to that kind of information. Yeah, to your I kids. I want to shelter them or like they shouldn't learn about. Um, they're they're too young to learn about certain things. Well, I can almost guarantee you that by the time the schools putting it into whatever sex ed curriculum that they're doing, it's mm-hmm. probably already a little bit too late. And if all that kid's friends are learning it, they're going to learn it from their exactly. friends anyway. So, so and, and that's, they're going to learn it secondhand rather than from the teacher, and they're not going to have the opportunity that's the, to ask questions. And that's the that's the mentality that leads to the, you know, Michigan has a, Michigan has an abstinence only, um, still has an abstinence only, um, um that's their that's their mantra in schools is that it's my school didn't teach that in michigan i in eighth grade we had sex education and they showed us condoms and how to put them on and but i don't think they showed us well i guess i showed us about female condoms and all those kinds of things i guess i'm speaking i heard um i had heard that um through a radio program teachers calling in that they are that they can't that they have sex ed and they, I, I guess I don't know the difference between like saying you're abstinence only versus like, like you have an abstinence only um, mentality versus, but then you also still teach how to use condoms. I, I, I guess I'm maybe. Well, I'm, I mean, maybe they're promoting that the best way to avoid pregnancy and STDs is through abstinence. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm wrong there, but, but, but my assumption is that abstinence only is taught is that's the only way to, to have safe sex. There was a whole debate. There's a whole debate just recently um, going through the news about a school oh where was it i'm not sure and maybe it's multiple schools that, that like where it was controversial because they're like discussing anal like it was discussing anal sex 
You should. It's a type of sex. It's a type of, exactly. It's a type of sex. And there's a lot of myths about anal sex in particular that, that people have like, and, and, and there's a perception that, well, they shouldn't, it's not really sex. If I have anal sex, I'm not, not losing my virginity. If I have anal sex, I can't get an STD. But then from adults, there's the perception that, oh, they're too young. They don't need to learn about that aspect of sex. Well, you know, you have young kids who are just like you said, they, you know, they're the rumor that I say a virgin if I have anal sex and anal sex is happening amongst mm-hmm. youths and they should, they should be like Aware that, of the that should be part of the curriculum. And so, yeah. so, um, that's part of, I guess, a little rant on, on schools. And I, um, well, it all feeds back into the original question. And just I just of, don't like, understand. How is swinging changed your perspective. Yeah. I, I just don't understand. Um, like being too scared, like being so sex negative that you don't want, like you, that you won't sign the waiver for your child to, or I, yeah. or not sign it, I, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Like not allowing your child, your child to take part in sexual ed- ed- education. That's about as sex negative as it gets. Like that is yeah. saying like, you, like, like sex. And that's is... a, that's a, I think that's a small percentage of, of families who do that, but it, it, it is out there. It is out there. So, but I want to, just have this have it be a sex positive household and mm-hmm. things are taught at a sexually appropriate age and there's not going to be just one talk there should be many many different talks i mean mm-hmm. the same and, t- and the burden doesn't fall with just one parent it's not like oh that's a dad territory or oh, that's a mom territory now there are some conversations that are going to be more appropriate coming from you as a man but it's not going to be all one parent having these conversations either yeah so, so what about you I can echo what you said and say that I was raised in a very sex positive household, but there was still, there was also a religious household. So monogamy is the only way and will be the only way. I mean, that's, that's, so there's that aspect of closed mindedness in the way I was raised. But in terms of actually like discussing sex openly in safe sex, my parents were always very open about it. And they always discussed like, they were very, no sex before marriage again because of the religious aspect well that's but, not sex i would say but, that that's but, not sexually positive though really well like, i mean that's that's really... sexually open i mean they talked about sex i mean my, my parents talked about it and they 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 you know i went through sex education yeah and they, they would... and they told me about condoms and they were they had always said you know if if there's anything sexually you know if you ever have any questions my dad was in the medical field and it was always if you have questions or things that you want to talk about, I mean, we're open and we'll talk about those things. No questions asked. Like, which is which is excellent, but at the same time, like it, this it is was a, mixed message. This is a whole for dis- sure. Yeah, it is. It is a mixed message, and religion is a whole yeah can of worms when it comes to religions. Yeah, and religion then, plays a big and part. That's a road and, I don't even want to go down with this conversation. Yeah, but so so I was raised in. It was sexually open, I guess you could say, but it was it was a very mixed bag as far as what was okay and what wasn't. And I don't want to be that way. So it's all about consistency. I want to talk about sex in a positive way, as you've said, and I'm more more aware of the sex negativity. And we've said that throughout the the podcast today. Is just like you know how has swinging changed your perspective, and it's just it's made me realize all the the negativity that's out there for sure and so and i don't want to send the message that monogamy is the only way but that message is going to be difficult to send and yeah that's... and the maturity level has to be you know in a certain way or or i guess maybe it's not necessarily bringing up monogamy in and of itself but just talking about how 
being open to different type, types of relationships. And that That's gets back inner. to being open to two men being together, two women being together, and just understanding that a relationship doesn't have to be just a man and a woman. I that's guess an that's interesting one is like, like how much do we promote non-monogamy or does that, or is that even going to come up? Like, like I, I don't know. That that's, one's. Yeah. And as I was saying it, I realized like, you know, that's actually probably not a conversation that I want to have. Well, but I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I actually, you do we though? I want to or... promote being loving and being in healthy exactly. relationships. But so I would want to be honest when any of our kids came to came to us and asked us about non-monogamy, however they would word it, because they probably wouldn't use you know those terms. Mm-hmm. But I think the key is to highlight and promote loving relationships, yeah, and that loving relationships can take many different forms. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be the model, and so they're going to see us living together, being and so faithful the, to one so, another. So yep. the so the two person relationship is probably going to take precedence, but but I just, I I don't want to shy away because I want to be truthful, and so those are sort of difficult conversations because yeah. we weren't raised. We had to get with, over that hurdle of like, feeling like what we were doing was wrong. It's, exactly. And I don't want I don't our want kids that to feel like it's wrong, but I don't want to promote it because I want them to take their own path. Well, whatever that might be. I don't want to not promote. I don't want to not. I want them to take their own path. I don't want to say that I don't want to promote it, but I also don't want to not promote it because yeah. we have a non-monogamous relationship. Yeah, and... but we're, I don't think we're gonna be open about that. No, we're not. But if we were asked a question about it, yeah. We could answer it. Like if we were asked flat out, what would we say? And that's a difficult one. I don't even think we can answer it right yeah, now. Yeah, it, it. Whatever I speculate now, who knows? Like what it would be if you were in I the think, actual situation. I think all. I think I would always try to word it in terms of, uh, in terms of. You always bring it back to the fact are that you are and important. I are together. Exactly. Yeah. Regardless of what we do, like it's 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 about you and I. Yeah, and it's tough, and it's going to be a journey that we are on while yeah. like you know raising raising children and dealing with these issues. So I think this is a great uh, reflection on on swinging and and how it's impacted us over the last five years, two of which we've podcasted about. And I encourage our listeners to think about these kinds of questions too. If you've been in the lifestyle for any period of time, take a second and think about where you are now and the journey that you've gone through and how swinging has impacted not only your sexual lives, but just your lives in general. And write in. We'd be curious to know your stories and how swinging has impacted your life. Mm -hmm. So I want to move on to something a little lighter. We have a listener email here that I want to read and, and talk about. So here we go. This is the email. We've been having... Ugh, I started off horribly. Let's try that again. We have been very happily married for 36 years this week. We have and have always had a great love and friendship relationship. A few years ago, we were seeking out something new to spice up things and decided to try nude beaches. Who would have thought? But we really enjoyed the experiences of being naked in public, seeing other people naked in public, seeing others be sexual to some degree in public, and being sexual ourselves in public. Here's the rub of it. The more we look into the lifestyle and swinging, we find that we've likely wasted a lot of years. We are both 56 now and just getting started. Though we are both healthy and pretty athletic, we're still 56, and it appears that for the most part, we've almost missed the boat. This weekend for our anniversary, we're going to our first swinger resort. For the most part, we plan to just be there to observe and be observed. We're looking forward to the experience. Who knows? Maybe we still have a couple of good years left. So what do you think? Well, I think for sure you have um, you you have many good years left. Absolutely, yeah. 
we've talked about this a little bit before. I I don't think there's an age limit on swinging. No, no, there's not. And uh, you know, there there might come a time when when a couple feels less comfortable swinging with other people or doing a kind of swap, but being in the environment for a lot of people is is enough to be sexually charged and different, and it's not something you can get anywhere else by going to a bar or a club or a casino or or anything. I mean, the swinging environment is just so raw, pure sexual energy. I don't think that it's withheld should be withheld from anyone. No, no. Just like anything that you get into, if you got if you get into it and enjoy it enough, well your your thoughts gonna be, Well, I wish we got into this a while ago. Yeah. But you're in it now and enjoy it. And yeah. you're And I say congratulations for having been married thirty six years and finally taking that leap. Yeah, that's because I mean a lot of people would say it's, easy it's, to... it's worked out for thirty six years. I don't wanna take the chance. I don't wanna take the risk. And oh, I, yeah. I think it's great that they have, and they're they're doing what works for them. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it. It and, sounds like it's things are going very well, and there's no again no worry that you're getting into things too late. Like mm-mm. there's number one, there's plenty of people who love to play with play with people in your age range. Like oh, that's yeah. you're not gonna have a hard time. There's finding, not gonna be a drought. Yeah, you're not gonna have a hard time playing finding playmates, and you you. At least in our area. I can't speak to... I don't know where they're from, but I hope that there's a I reasonable that, swinging community. Yeah, just in, so, yeah, yeah. in general. And, uh, you know, let this be a testament to any of you couples out there who listen to the podcast and have been kind of thinking about getting into the lifestyle but maybe haven't started it yet. Nude Beach is great, great way to try things. Doing a risque vacation or a slightly risque, risque vacation. Great way to, to start off just to, to be in, a, in an environment that's... A little bit more risque than than the normal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that that pretty much wraps us up for this episode. Yeah, episode forty nine. We're we're getting to hit the big five zero coming up. So thanks for listening, everybody. We love to hear your comments and feedback. You can leave comments and give our show a rating at iTunes or Stitcher. You can reach us at swingingaround at gmail dot com. No G at the end of swinging. You can tweet us at Swingin' Around, OG at the end of Swingin', and visit our webpage, which is swingingaround.com. If you enjoy the episodes and you enjoy listening to us, send us a couple of bucks donation to help us keep going. There's a PayPal on our website. All right, everybody. Stay sexy and stay swingin'.